Hello and welcome to part two. Sorry for the confusion, guys. Just the way I recorded it at the start made it seem like I was going to do it in one part, but it will be done in two parts. These round reviews with me and the short ball, since it was a really long podcast, it was an hour and a half. Not as long as the guru, and I know the guru posts the whole thing, uh, but I do want to try and get these in shorter sort of parts so we're not listening to one big long podcast. Uh, I find that a bit easier and I think the fans sort of like that way as well. Uh, shorter parts rather than big long podcasts. Uh, so we'll try and do that moving forward. But this is part two of the chat with me and the short ball. We talk about, we start talking about, sorry, the Parramatta Eels and the Melbourne Storm. Uh, short ball reckons it's going to be the match of the round. We'll hear his thoughts on this round in a second. So make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy part two of the round reviews. Now we move on. You asked me about the match of the round before, <laughs> and we now move on to said match of the round. Para supporter, para supporter, the, the two, the two greatest sides of the oh, last decade, the two heavyweights of this competition. Next thing and, he's going to do is tell me it's his year as well. So just, two, just watch out, guys. Watch and out. Two, and two of the top four premiership contenders in which I would say one of these teams is the favourite and it's not the Storm. Oh, the Storm, the Melbourne Storm versus the Parramatta Reels at Amy Park. And you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of round two, 2021 in Amy Park where Storm will win by 50. Who's saying Storm will win by 50? Eels get up 16 by 50. I think that that is totally incorrect. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spit off some, spit off some facts here, right? Spit off some facts. You know, you, 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 you just settle. I'll settle. All right. So Storm, Storm are now on to their third string hooker in Tyron Wishart. Am I saying Tyron Wishart is a bad option? No, I'm not. But he's their third string hooker. Then, in terms of a backline. Which backline's better? Wonga Blake on the wing, athletically gifted. Will Penasini in the centre is one of the best up-and-coming players in the game. Tom Opachik, who is the most solid player, and he's the best Tom in the competition. <laughs> and then Bailey Simonson on the other wing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I'm hearing you right. All I'm hearing is bias, 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 bias. Um, look, <laughs> it's... I don't. I, I love. I love your enthusiasm. Let's just call it that. But I don't think that's how it's going to go. Um, look, I, I do like this Melbourne Storm side. I really, really do. And backline, by the way, is better than the, the Parramatta Eels. Just, just going to throw that out there. Um, I think that Ryan Pappenhausen to kick that winning field goal shows a lot of confidence. So I think he'll be spot on this week. Speed out the back is going to be. A real good thing for them. I reckon he might score a try this round. 
Uh, Remus Smith, a guy no one really talks about. I reckon he's in some pretty decent form as well. I just don't think he gets the ball enough, which is my little concern there. I think he have got the ball a bit more than he'd be He'd be on everyone's lips, to be honest. Xavier Coates, maybe a corner try out there. Uh, Bailey Simonson's got some good defense, so he'll definitely be up against it. I'll give you a little comment there. Um, yeah, but it, most of these games are halves battles. And this one, again, you've got Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster, premiership winning halves. And then you've got Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown, just halves. Premiership winning halves. <laughs> just halves. Um, premiership winning halves as uh, of 2023. As of... As of 20, 2023. 2020 now, never. Um, now, call me, call me insane, call me biased. Mm. However, okay, look, I'm going to come into these round. I'm going to come into these round previews as neutral as I possibly can, right? And I looked at this game and I thought to myself, Eels actually have a genuine chance of winning. And I'll tell you this why. Everyone's writing off Eels like 30 now, 40 now. I'm saying it's like, yeah, okay, okay. I can see why you're saying that. What I'm going to say now is Parramatta Eels' forward pack is better, is bigger, and is more mobile than the Storm's forward pack. I think the middle battle is going to be won by Parramatta, and I think traditionally the Storm have struggled against sides who offload. Who's the side that offloads? The Parramatta Eels. Last year, Eels went 2 of 2 against the Storm, of which no other team had done, um, which... Eels are a real confident side, right? And when a side like the Eels, which is purely based on confidence, has the wood over a team, and I will say that, and I will say that with my chest, they have the wood over the storm. They're going to be a team playing with a lot of confidence. I think there's going to be a lot of offloads through the middle. I think Eels are going to get a roll on through the middle. I think they'll just win that physical contest. The Eel, they've been poor. Don't get me wrong. They have been poor. But one thing that has stood out to me from the first round in particular was their attack. I thought they were really, really crisp in attack, and that's something that hasn't really clicked for Parra over the last couple of years. Um, and I think this is the game out of out of any of these first three games, this is the game that they'd be getting up for, if any. They wouldn't have really gotten up for the Titans game. It's just like go through the motions, cop the win, don't come out and just absolutely blast teams like we have the last few years because if we do that – we're peaking too early. I think BA is definitely going to have September footy on his mind, but this is September footy. This is where you prove if you're a good enough side when you're versing those top sides. That's what this seems like Storm, Roosters, Penrith have done over the last few years. And this is Eel's opportunity to cement themselves as one of those sides, which is their whole goal this season. Um, in saying that, I do have the Eels winning 20 to 16. I think it is going to be a close game, 100%. I think Storm are a top-quality side, and I think they definitely could win this game, and they could win it well. However, if I'm correct on Eels looking towards September footy, this is their first taste of it, and this is what they've got to be up for. If they're not up for this, I'd nearly scrap Eels out of any premiership talk at this point. At this point. Les, your thoughts? Oh, I don't. I, I can somewhat grasp what you're saying, but I don't have Eels winning this game. I think the Storm are just hungry this year, and that's that's just my opinion. I think they've they're going to come out 
with a similar sort of mindset to what you're talking about for para September footy, they're not going to come out smashing sides, but I paper, the side on paper just looks, I wouldn't say 10 times better, but it's just, you've got a, they've got a bit of an up on you here. Um, you've talked about offloads through the middle. Uh, that's Nelson's uh, pretty much cake, pretty much. So he does that uh, week in, week out. And I'm not riding off the, the Parramatta Reels. I don't want to make you, I don't want to hurt your feelings there, shortball, but um, I just think, I just think that looking at this side on paper, Melbourne do have the out. I'm not saying that Melbourne will smash para. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that this is going to be a close game. And I do think that the Parramatta Eels are going to play well, especially with guys like Ray Stone, who are known for their defense, coming off the bench as well. A really good defensive sort of upside. But look, the, 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 the form from last week that the Storm were in, uh, and it wasn't the best. It was quite scrappy. However, I just think that that's what's going to get it done. And I know it was a bit scrappy. I understand that the Storm were a bit scrappy last week, and I could just be dribbling on right now. But I, I do like Ryan Pappenhausen. I do like Xavier Coates. I think that Cameron Munster's form coming into this year has been really good, especially since he looks fitter and a bit more agile, faster. Uh, everything you don't want Cameron Munster to be against your side You've also got Jerome Hughes here, arguably, and this is going to be very controversial, but somewhat career-best form as well in the past two seasons. Look, I honestly have the Storm winning this game, and it's not going to its not going to be a big margin at all. I reckon it's 19 to 12. I reckon that the Storm do kick a field goal to sort of just cap it off. One try, uh, but I think the Storm do get the field goal at the end as well to get the job done. Um, but yeah, look, it will be a very close game. I'm, um, it's definitely not going to be a big margin for me, um, but it'll be very interesting um, to see how this goes. Look, I think this is the this is the close this is the closest taste of September footy that I think we're going to get uh, to start the season. Like I know we've got games like Rabbitohs Roosters um, this weekend, but I think Rabbitohs have been a bit scrappy. Roosters have been a bit scrappy. Um, Storm, another reason why I do think that the Eels are a genuine sniff in this is because Rabbitohs got beat by the Broncos, looked poor. Rabbitohs then come out against the Storm and both teams looked incredibly scrappy. Um, I thought it was a a really poor game for what I expected it to be. Um, And I think if Storm carry over any of that sort of form and let Parramatta into this game, it, it, it could be a very close, close matchup. So, I do think para a genuine chance bias aside. Um, if it was, if I was chatting with a little bit of bias, I'd probably have para winning by 40, but I don't. Um, yeah, I, I can see why people think that Storm will, will pump para, but I, I genuinely think Eels are the biggest chance for an upset this, this weekend, and that's complete bias aside. Uh, we move on to the nation's capital. Uh, Canberra, we've got Raiders versus the Titans in a game in which I can describe as only the Titans. The the Titans, the only way I see the Titans losing this game is if they're not used to the cold of Canberra. Because Canberra, look, they beat the Sharks. They be, Okay, they beat the Sharks. Then they came out against the Cowboys and looked pitiful. I think the Titans attack on, on their day 
completing. I think the Titans attack is a top four attack in the comp. You could even go as far to say as it's the best. I won't do that because you have obviously the Parramatta Eels. But <laughs> the, um, the Titans attack is, is absolutely sensational. Um, and I can't believe the Raiders are favourites for this game, if, if, if I'm being completely honest. Um, the only the only positive that I think they have is that it is a home game. But look, they were piss poor last week. Um, and yeah, the Titans, I thought, have looked really impressive with their attack in particular. I'm, I'm trying to look through these team lists as well and find a reason why the Raiders are better. But this Titan side from 1 to 13 is incredibly impressive. Name me a weak link from this 1 to 13. Jaden Campbell, Philip Sammy, Brian Kelly, Patrick Herbert, Greg Marsu, Alexander Brimson, Toby Sexton, Moeki Fodawaka, Aaron Clark, Isaac Liu, Dave Fita, Bo Firma, Tino Farr, Sue Malawi. I, oh, I can't see a man in that 1 to 13 who could consider a weak link. I, I do like the Titan side. I think it'll be close. Since they got Raiders have Brad Schneider back, and I think that's a big up for them. I now I know that you you could argue that he is the second string or the third string, whatever you want to call it. But form, he was unreal in round one. Goal kicking was a really big thing that the Raiders sort of lacked uh, at the end of last year, and they got Jamal Fogarty, and the goal kicking went up. Then, obviously, Jamal's obviously injured for most of the season. Brad Schneider, we're all thinking, fuck, who's the goal kicker? And Brad Schneider just delivered. Um, And I think they missed that last week. I think they missed Brad Schneider last week. And it's not even just because of the goal kicking. It's because of the fact that he's such an unreal player and he combines with Jack Whiten so well that people don't really notice it. I think that that's going to give the Raiders a bit of a chance here to maybe steal this one. I do have the Titans winning. However, it's going to be very, very close. Uh, Josh Papali'i as well. Uh, the, the Raiders forward pack is pretty grouse as well. They've got some really good forwards, especially Adam Elliott off the bench. I thought Adam Elliott has been really good over the past two weeks too. Kotrick, I mean, Rapana's coming back into the side. There's a lot of reasons that the Raiders could win this game. Chance Nickel clocks that as well. I thought he was going to be suspended, which was my big doubt, but he isn't, which is very lucky. Um, but, geez, they have got a really decent-looking side here, the Raiders. So, look, it could go, honestly, either way for me. I do like both of these sides. Uh, speaking from a Titans perspective, Campbell, Kelly, uh, Alexander Brimson, Toby Sexton, Fafita, uh, uh- the guys I got circled, but yeah, very good game. Another here. one that you can add to that Titans side, and this is an upgrade in my opinion, especially considering his skills, Jermaine Azarko. They mm. just recently signed with them. Um, he's named on the extended bench. I do believe he'll probably get a spot over Philip Sammy. Uh, I just love Gregory Marsu, so I can't see a reason why they, they would leave him out of the side. I think he does get a spot over Philip Sammy. And then when Corey Thompson is back, Jesus, Titans side's going to look dangerous. They have a young spine, but it's a young spine with a lot of talent. Um, yeah, I've got the Titans winning 28-14. I think if Jermaine Zarko comes in especially, that boosts their attack a lot again. So, yeah, Titans winning 28-14. Um, I'm disappointed by the Raiders, and I'm extremely impressed by the Titans. What's, what scoreline have you got? I think this is going to be the closest game of the round. That's my little tip. I reckon it's going to be 22-24, and I reckon the Titans get this one. I reckon it's going to be a goal kick that's missed here. 
by the Raiders that's going to cost them the game against the Titans. I reckon they score the exact same amount of tries, but as I said, one goal, I reckon, is just going to put the Titans in front to win this game. It's going to be really close, and they both have a huge attacking upside this week. So yep. uh, it could honestly go either way for me, but I got it two points. Yep. Now we move on to the next game, Broncos versus Cowboys. Two sides in good form, but also two top two sides that were a little bit poor in trials and a little bit poor last year, but then have come out here and beaten some good sides and beaten them well, uh, may I add, with that. Uh, another one that I found tough to pick, just because I, I couldn't get it out of my head that the Cowboys came out and beat the Raiders 26-6 last week, but I'm just going to put that down to the Raiders being poor. And that's sort of why what influences my opinions on Titans beating them pretty comfortably. Um, mm. I'm going to say Broncos win this one 16 to 6. I think I, I like Albert Kelly and Adam Reynolds. I, I do like that combination. I like Selwyn Cobbo uh, finally getting getting into that side um, with Jermaine Zarko obviously going to the Titans. Um, I would like to see Paddy Carrigan go to the eight and Kobe Hetherington go to the 13. I just want to see them uh, trial that around, put Keenan Palacio on the bench. But apart from that, there's not too much to say about either of these sides. I think a Tony Staggs uh, is due to step up, and I think he will in this game. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game with a with a little bit of a battle through the middle and two sides who haven't really been renowned for their point scoring to start this year, but rather they're, they're really tight defense. Um I mean, the Cowboys have only conceded 10, uh, 12 points this season. So it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, I've got the Broncos winning 16-6. to six. How do you see the game playing out? Look, again, another, another sort of sheet here where I've got a lot of circles, a lot of players circled here, um, especially for the Broncos. I pretty much got the whole Broncos 1-7 to seven circled. Um, I do like Tessie New. I think he's been in some interesting form. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see how he goes. Their Corey Oates, I reckon, has been really, really good uh, in his sort of stint that he's been there at the Broncos. I think he's actually played some really decent footy and 100 tries. You can't argue with that. Great career there for uh, Corey Oates. Yep. Uh, Stags, I agree with you. Uh, I think he's going to really, really step up in this game. Uh, yeah, the whole back line for me is a big up there and a big sort of advantage that the Broncos do have. Albert Kelly and Adam Reynolds, again, the halves, sensational. They've been – I thought they were really impressive last week. Um, and, and, and Adam Reynolds just getting in the right spots at the right times, looking really comfortable there. And he's sort of found his spot there, as, again, for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, Payne Haas is going to be a big factor as well. And then you look at the Cowboys side, Tabby Wyford, Doe, great form. Valentine Holmes looking way better than I thought he would at centre. Tom Dearden is in some great form and arguably carrying the side, which is a big call, but I reckon he is. He's just looking sensational there. Uh, Reese Robson, one of the most out-and-out, bit-of-everything dummy halves that I think I've seen in a few years. He does everything, defence, attack, a running game, passing game. He's got it all, really, Reese Robson. Um, I said it on a podcast the other week. You could even chuck him at Roaming Lock. He'd do a job. Uh, and then Jason Tamalolo, again, it depends on how many minutes he has. But I've got this game going 30-16, to 16, and I've got the Broncos winning this one. High-scoring game. 
Um, yeah, I just think both sides' defenses have been really, really impressive, particularly the Broncos with their goal line defense. Um, I th- the Cowboys have shocked me to start this season. Uh, their game against the Bulldogs, neither team were really impressive. But then the game against the Raiders, they they put the cleanest to them, and I thought they are actually not playing all that bad here. Uh, I would like Scott Drinkwater uh, to come into that starting side. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, originally, I had the Cowboys for the, for the wooden spoon. Oh, I still think they can come out and uh, start to play poorly. I think that's sort of nagging in the back of my mind when I tip this game. Um, I, I think the Broncos have that similar ability in them to come out and play poorly. However... They are playing really impressively to start the season. I did, I did like them coming into the season as well. At some stage, I did have them in my top eight. I just snuck them out and put them in ninth. But it's going to be, it's going to be a good game to watch, and I can't wait for it. Especially it being a Queensland derby, they always seem to be extremely close. But yeah, Broncos sixteen to six. Last game of the round now, uh, Manly versus Bulldogs in a game where I was absolutely shocked when. Somebody messaged me and genuinely were trying to explain why the Bulldogs would win this, why Manly being favourites was a disgrace. They use that exact wording. Manly being favourites is a disgrace. And I thought to myself, what am I doing here? What am I doing to myself in having this conversation? I still had that conversation and finished it. And I came out none the wiser for it. I think. This is a bounce-back game for the Sea Eagles. They've played two really tough opposition in which have shut down Tom Dravojevic, three, four men on him. It's reminding me of Steph Curry at the Golden State Warriors at the moment, getting triple-teamed and quadruple-teamed. That's what Tom Dravojevic is experiencing at the moment. I think he's freed up. I expect a big showing out of Tom Dravojevic, and I could even go as far to say as he'll wrap up the three Dalian points this week. Lock him in for 110 plus on Supercoach. Lock Manly in 13 plus. Oh, the Bulldogs have been good. Don't get me wrong. They're 2 0. They beat the Cowboys, who are coming off a good form guide. Um, they beat, oh, they came close to beating the Broncos, who are coming out of good form guide. But uh, apart from Matt Burton's kicking game and Matt Dufty's speed, I look down this team list and I think the, these blokes aren't going to be able to shut down Manly like those two elite teams have. And I think despite it's this, the gap in quality seemingly closing, I still think it's truly there. And I do think there's elite sides and I do think there's not so elite sides. I think Manly just got pumped by, the, by two elite sides and now they're coming up against a sort of bottom feeder at the moment, maybe like a nine to 12 rank side. I think they should be able to put the cleaners through them. I do think Manly are flat track bullies. I think Ryan Girdler was spot on the money when he said that. Um, and I do think they come out and they, and they live up to that tag by putting the Bulldogs away. What are your thoughts? Controversial yet again, big Les. That's just what we do on the big Les's league podcast. We go controversial. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think that the dogs get the win here. And I oh, look, I know I saw you then. Um, but <laughs> Tom Dravojevic, I've got a question mark around him. And the only reason I do is because I don't think the Roosters needed to He's put him away. Last winner. Week. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like saying you've got a question mark over James Tedesco. 
Oh, yeah, but look, just watching him last week, he wasn't put away at all, really, by the Roosters. He didn't need to be. There was three men on him the whole time when, I, when they had, look, when they had yeah, the ball. Look, just look, I, I watched the, the entire game and I just thought that the Roosters put on a clinic against them. I thought that the Melbourne Storm, was it the Melbourne Storm they versed the week before, Penrith, whoever it was, did a very similar job. Penrith. It was Penrith. It was Penrith. What am I What am I talking about? What is Big Les talking about? Um, yes. What is Big Les talking about? He's got the Bulldogs. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Give, me, give me a second. On. Give me a second. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Um, Tom Taroyevich, I've got a question mark around him, and the only reason I do is because I think that Canterbury – can sort of do a job on him. They've got a really good looking forward pack. And look, I can see you shaking your head. I can see it. I can see it. Eyes up footy. I can see everything. Um, look, Dufty, great form. Uh, it's the best form I think I've seen Dufty in in a while. Probably better than St. George, and that's a big thing to say. But I reckon he's been in some great form. Addo Carr as well. I think he's sort of taken on a bit of a leader role there at at the Bulldogs, and he's done a great job. Burton and Avarillo. I don't think Avarillo has needed to do much because Burton's just such a initiator in that side that he's just taken taken the reins. His kicking game. Uh, oh my! Kicking game's been superb. Oh my goodness! And I think. And look, I think Dally, I think it's going to be very close, and I think Cherry Evans and Kieran Foran are definitely going to put a big, a good kicking game on as well, knowing that Matt Burton's going to do the exact same. Jake Tavoyevich's defense is going to be Jake Tavoyevich's defense is going to be big. Chops Watson says sorry after. Yeah, I've actually got that written down there. I wanted to talk about that. The uh, Angus Crichton come sorry. out saying he chopped uh, chopped Radley, I think it was, and he come out yeah. saying sorry after. Yeah, um, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Hamole Olakwato and Ethan Bullymore. I think the back rowers for Manly have been really impressive. Yep, Sean Kepi. Sean Kepi has been uh, – I, I can't argue with him being in the starting front row here this week because he's just been so good off the ball and, and he's just done some really good stuff there for Manly. But then I look at the Bulldogs side and, as I said, Dufty, Adokarp, Matt Burton, Avarillo, Jeremy Marshall, Kings, defense and attack has been superb. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr., Jack Hetherington – the weapon probably going to get sent off, but but you know we've come to expect that. Uh, no, I'm only joking. Josh, that's part of the refs. That's part of the refs quota. They get they have to uh they have to send Jack Hetherington off a certain amount of times per year to uh get their bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well they'll, they'll definitely be watching him then. Um, yeah, looking at this Max King as well, another guy I'd in circle, but Max King's been great off the bench for the Bulldogs. Oh, hundred percent, he has. The amount oh. of work he's got through. He's been unreal. So, look, and I know you're probably going to disagree with me here, but I do see the Bulldogs just scraping this one, scraping it. And I think it's 24-12 Bulldogs way. I think that... 24-12, oh, my goodness. 24-12. I, I know you're, you're probably... I know oh, I can see it. I can see it, mate. I, I, I can see that this could totally go the other way and I could be getting shit in my face and you're probably going to hit me in the DMs if they do end up winning this game. Man. The moment the moment this game finishes, 
I'm going to be straight straight to the Instagram DMs. Just oh, you're going to be calling me on my phone too. You're going to find my number and, and hammer me. This is um, look, I, look, I can see, I can see your reasoning at least. The other person's reasoning in layman's terms, they tried to sugarcoat it with a whole bunch of fancy words. Their reasoning in layman's terms is the fact that Bulldogs have won a game and Manly hasn't and Manly are coming last. And recent trends tell me that Manly are going to go shit. Recent Mm. trends tell me that Manly are flat track bullies and will come out and absolutely pump any team that's not up to their standard. I think your, your argument of... Roosters not having to shut Tom Trevojevic down is valid purely because of the fact that Roosters had, what, 60% of the ball? They completed mm. it like 90%. It was it was just a complete shutdown of Manly Seagulls as a side. I think Tom Trevojevic, he's been a great player for a long time. He's been elite at the state of origin level. He struggled mm. against top teams and in finals games and stuff like that because he has been shut down with the proper coaching of get four blokes on him like you're guarding Steph Curry. Um, yeah. I actually, um, that's what I, I was going to touch a- Oh, sorry. I was going to, I was going to touch on that too. The, um, the possession if Manly do win this game, it'll be by possession. And that's what I reckon. I wouldn't say lost in the game against the Roosters. I, I can understand I that. Yes, it was. Yeah, true. There you go. Um, but yeah, look, I don't even have to explain myself now. Um, possession is going to be the big thing in this game. The more Tom Travojevic has the ball in his hands, the more dangerous he is. If you take keep the ball out of his hands, that's what wins your games. So I think that if the Bulldogs, which I think they're totally capable of doing, put on a defensive clinic through some of these guys that just really, really show up in defense. Even I'd go far as to say Paul Horny Vorny here is a is a pretty decent defender as well. Um, but like if they put on a defensive job like they Roosters did last week, if they keep the possession in their hands, even if they don't do a defensive job, if they keep the possession mainly on their side. That's what Bulldogs. That's how Bulldogs win this game, and I think that's just how it's going to be this week. I think that the Bulldogs are going to win this one, twenty-four, twelve. <laughs> I'll let you soak that in. <laughs> I can't. Bl- if Bulldogs win this game, I'll cop. I'll cop that on the chin. I'll just say I carried on like an absolute pork chop, and I was wrong. But I'll gee, be calling you nonstop. <laughs> I can't. I can't see. A reality in which Seagulls get beaten this game. I, I'm sorry, but I can't. Tom Travojevic is a Dally M winner. He won the um, is it the Wally Lewis medal or is that the Jewish Queensland? It's the Wally Lewis medal. He won the Wally Lewis medal. He is one of the best players in this generation currently. He's been shut down for two games, and everybody wants to say that he's not going to be a threat. I. Seagulls thirteen, Seagulls thirteen plus, Manly thirteen plus. To quote the great Hello Sport, um, thirty-four ten. I'm going to leave it at that because I will get carried away if I continue to say anything. I think Manly. If I can just add one more thing, I just want to justify. I'm not saying that Tom Travojevic won't be a threat. I'm saying he he can't possibly be a threat without the ball in his hands. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I mean, if the possession goes Bulldogs' way. And he doesn't get the ball. That's what will win Bulldogs the game. I think he, if he gets the ball in his hands, fair play. The, the Manly thirteen plus. If if Tromtrovic gets a decent amount of ball in his hands, he scores three tries and Manly win the game. 
but I think that from what I've seen from the Bulldogs over the past two weeks, I do like their chances here against Manly, and that's the only reason I've got them in front, possession. I think that Bulldogs are very good possession-wise. Did you know, Les? I don't. I, I don't know if you know this, right? But hmm. yeah. I, I'd assume. I'd assume that you would, as a man who plays footy. But did you know that when you score a try, the other team kicks off towards you? Yes. So yes. if Manly get the ball here, Tom Travojevic is not going to be shut down. They will score whether they have one or two sets to do so. And then they get the ball kicked back towards them because they just scored a try and repeat. That's what they'll do. They'll get that many kickoffs. They'll pump the door. I'm going to stuff it. I'm going to say 56 nil. <laughs> oh, my. Um, no, I get carried away there, but 34 10. You are. You are. Th- I, thought, I thought this is what it was going to be get, like with para, but obviously you've converted yourself to a Manly fan. I hate, are- this, this is the thing, right? Like, no disrespect <laughs> to Manly, but I hate Manly as a para fan. That's what's like, I've just grown up like that. Manly's one of our arch rivals, and so is Bulldogs, to be fair. Mm. But if I look at this game as a neutral fan, I think to myself, there's no way, like, I don't subscribe to the miracle that Bulldogs get a win over Seagulls. Um, I, I need to stop. I need to stop. We'll wrap that up here, Les. Mm. It's been a, it's it's been an honor. It's been great it's been to chat here. It's been a ride, hasn't it? <laughs> love, love previewing footy. Getting really agitated about my selections, and then ended up being dead wrong and getting absolutely boiled for it in group chats. But you live, you live with that sort of stuff when you come out and say Manly will win thirteen plus, and then they get absolutely smacked by fifty. Um, yeah, we'll just wrap it up there. Pleasure to have you on, Les. Thank um, you, mate. Hope to, hope to see you on next week. Cheers. Well, there you go, guys. It was a long chat, but thank you for sitting through this one. I want to give my thanks to the short ball. Love a bit of banter. Love a bit of fun too, and that's what these podcasts are. I love doing the round reviews with the short ball, and we've only done one, so... Uh, big thanks there to the short ball for letting me come on his page and have a bit of a yarn about the round to come. Uh, we'll be doing the same thing next week and for every other round, unless there is a bit of technical issues or something like that. But best case scenario, every single round we'll be getting one of these out to you guys. Uh, so hopefully you're looking forward to that. I know I am. I love having good yarn with the short ball. Whenever I do do a podcast with the short ball, it's always a long one. So, uh, you know, get get ready for a yarn over the next few weeks. There'll be a couple of yarns that do come out with me and the short ball uh, in these round previews. But thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. I recommend this podcast to a friend. And I will see you guys in the next one. one.